Hey, it's Timmy Whispers from Stacey King's Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure you can take on any adventure. I'm planning on going river rafting this weekend, and I'm ready to head out on the trails with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Oh my goodness! Give me the hot sauce! Bill Give me the hot sauce! There it goes! Can't go We have a brand new NBA champion. It's time for episode 38 of Gimme the Hot Sauce. We're back in the Hustle and Flow studios. want to thank the good folks at Saludos for having us out last week. We had a great time out there, even though... Uh, John didn't really strike out a lot of people, did no, he? In this, no. In the wiffle ball he challenge. Got you got a swing, though. You got a swing. You got a rat. You know, the, the best thing about it was I was looking back at the video. He's got a Brewers uniform on. I mean, what's up with that? Pants were too tight. <laughs> he saw My fantasy cup. camp saw uniform. You know, it's like, come on. He talking about it wasn't a cup. Was that a cup <laughs> or a sack <laughs> or potato? Which one he was, was just it? happy to see the folks at Saludos. <laughs> yeah, he was just happy to see the people at Saludos. <laughs> freak. <laughs> Making change in a phone booth. Oh, I was dealing. Hey, no, I don't think so, man. It's like hey, a Bob Evans. We want to thank our th- the good folks at Bubble Up, the new way to visually <laughs> organize any kind of content new, all new in swag. one place. I yeah, some more new swag. Yeah, if you watch it on Instagram, you can see. He's yeah, we, we're, we're waiting for those shirts, yeah, John. We promised those, I think, 20 episodes ago. He's got one every episode. Episode we have not yet to get ours. Yeah, we're still waiting for that swag. But Bubble Up is a great source for us. We research the show, get ready to go. And we didn't have to do much research for watching game six of the NBA Finals. Kind of interesting the way the the series developed. Phoenix wins the first two games on their home court, and then Milwaukee takes four in a row. And Stacey, it kind of gives them some retribution for what happened two years ago when they won the first two games against Toronto in the Eastern Conference Finals, and then the Raptors took the next four. I think it was a coming of age of Giannis and his performance in game six. I'd stack that up with any clinching game performance we've ever seen. Yeah, it was a, a really, like a superstar performance. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what your superstars are supposed to do. And not only did he, he play above the rim defensively uh, to make those free throws. Like, yeah, you know, 17 I mean, for 19. Come on now. I mean, yeah. if you would have told me, you could have bet the bet the house that he wouldn't make 17 I think 19. he was hypnotized. I, I don't know, man. He must have met somebody in the back <laughs> and they hypnotized him. But he, I tell you what, man, he, he hit 17 and 19 free yeah. throws was huge. And so be able to do that and then – also getting a great performance from Bobby Portis, a former Bull. 16 um, points. You know, they had some contributions. Uh, Pat Connaughton stepped up big for him down the stretch, hit some threes. And Drew Holiday, again, another stellar job defensively. And and then Chris Middleton. You know, Chris Middleton is has shown, you know, that he is the number two guy there. He's the number two guy to Giannis is number one. And that's a deadly combination. And you throw in, you know, Drew Holiday, who understands his role as the point guard and leader of that team as far as, you know, getting him in their set defensively uh you got a great great combination of players i think the ebbs and flows of the series were so interesting i mean since we came to you last we did the show at saludos last thursday and the series was tied at 2-2 
Milwaukee goes down to Phoenix. They're getting killed in the first quarter. They're down by 16 points, and they come back. They took the lead by halftime. And then in game six, Milwaukee's up by 13 after the first quarter, and Phoenix takes the lead at halftime. It just was a kind of a weird series. You know, you didn't really have a flow to it. You, didn't, you know, it was a game of runs, and Giannis really kept Milwaukee in it in game six because Holiday was four for 19 from the field in game six. They weren't get really getting any contributions from a lot of their support players. Giannis carried them. I mean, if, if Giannis isn't playing at a superstar level, that series is going back to Phoenix for Game 7. Well, Mark, think about this. I mean, the gruesome injury that he had in the Atlanta yeah. series, I don't think anyone thought he was even going to be able to play, you know, because that was a nasty, nasty injury. And just goes to show you uh, the elasticity of, of, of him, plastic oh my gosh, man. Yeah. I mean, because that would have knocked anybody else out yeah. of the series. And, you know, when I saw that happen, I was like, oh, man, I mean, he's got probably got some major yeah. knee ligaments tore up. And to be able to bounce back, you could tell when he first came back, he wasn't the Giannis. He was kind of a little apprehensive. And you could expect that. Why wouldn't he be? You know, I mean, he had a devastating injury in the series before against Atlanta. And then once he started just playing – you could tell, like, he was going back to being Giannis, the attacking. I think the biggest thing that hurt Phoenix, and, and no one's really talked about this too much, um, because you don't want to take away from what Milwaukee has done. You know, they earned it. They won. Mm -hmm. They were the better team. But when Sarge went out for Phoenix, that really, really hurt the Suns because it took away a guy who could come in the game and spell Aiton when Aiton wasn't playing well or he needed a rest, a guy that could post up, could stretch the defense, um, that really, really hurt the Suns because he played really well before he went out and he was having a great playoff series, um, you know, throughout the playoffs. And so him going down, it made them smaller. They had no depth at the center position. You had to bring, bring in Frank Comiskey to play. He played well. okay in game he six. Play, he played okay he in did. game six, but this is a guy who hasn't played a lot. Right. Yeah. And so you have to count on him now because Sarge was playing a lot of minutes mm -hmm. off the bench and he gave you a lot of different looks because – he was such a good three-point shooter. He's a better three-point shooter than Aiden's, which opens up the floor, which allows Chris Paul and Booker to have angles to drive. You know, same thing with all the other players. I mean, when you have the floor so open because you take the big man out, you know, you start to have driving lanes. And those driving lanes were not there with Aiden because Aiden would have to pick him and roll. You know, he could hit a 17-footer, but he's more consistent diving to the basket, mm -hmm. which in turn you take your, your defensor there, the, the you know, the, the Bucks defensive players were at rim protectors were there and it made it hard for them to drive you know uh when we were leaving saludos you mentioned saludos king they asked king i think it was your son timmy said give us a prediction king and mm -hmm. he said bucks and six thank bucks you and six thank you bucks you know, and six you know i just i just want to say america yeah, Bucks America. and Six. America. Coach, Coach Bud listens to our uh, podcast. Okay, we, we have someone in here now. We have Southside just coming in here hey, now Southside. with her little Milwaukee jersey on. That there she there got were other the, people yeah. smoking cigars. Yeah. It wasn't us. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. You don't she's want to know. She's got her Giannis shirt on. Yeah, so, she, yeah, yeah she's supporting good. now. She's <laughs> supporting. Yeah, she's at, she, she, was, met, she Giannis. met Giannis. Yeah, up she was close on, and personal. She yeah. was at, she was, uh, she went to go to Chick-fil-A and decided that she wanted to like go stalking get some him. stalking him. Yeah. But she said she was there to get some chicken, the little nuggets, and uh, saw Giannis and happened to see Giannis there. And yeah, all of a sudden, it? and you know, yeah. the, then her son Patrick showed up, and then the neighbor showed Becomes up. A and national then, TV star. <laughs> yeah. Dog yeah. mom. Yeah. Dog, dog mom. Yeah, dog mom. <laughs> dog. <laughs> 
Hey, what was Giannis doing that far away from home? I mean, he's all the way out in the Brookfield area. I yeah, mean, well, I mean, he lives. I don't know exactly where he lives, but he's nowhere near the Pfizer Forum. At well, that I mean, point. Chick -fil no. Chick Fil A. I mean, is it's it the right. only is one the in only the, one? the Milwaukee area? No, there's several, but that's off the. But that's high. a nice area. It's it's a very it's nice a very area. nice it's area. Off the highway, there's a Target which I apparently shops at, yeah, and it's easy for him to get in and get out. And he had the two trophies with him, so you know he didn't want to go too far off the. Yeah, Giannis needs to yeah. save some cash by yeah. shopping at Target, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he, 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 he did. It wasn't forty eight or forty. They charge him for the for the nuggets. You're off mic, Susie. Yeah, can you that was 50 nuggets, too. This is a podcast. We need the audio. I'm not sure if he actually paid, but um, she said she goes, that'll be 67 whatever. Good, good. Charge what? the man. Yeah, charge oh, him. Yeah. He's, he's got plenty of money. Million. Million a year. He's all right. Come on. No, you got to charge him. Give her a nice him. tip, too. You gotta, yeah, no, you, no, you, you got to pay it for a meal. I'm sorry. Do you pay, do you pay you know what he said, Stacey? He said, I don't turn nothing down but my collar. You know, let me tell you. Yeah, exactly. Susie, let me tell you. Let me tell you why sometimes we don't pay for meals. You got to win multiple titles. You got to win three oh, titles. Go. You got to win. You got to win six out of eight. Okay, that's, that's when. That's when. That's when oh, where's the FCA? Where yeah. she just comes in here? Whoop, she comes in here late and she's talking Fire. trash. Hey, the FCC has no control over podcasts. Oh, okay, We're I'm good. Sorry. We Are you say good, whatever Susan? we want. We just give the warning. This may be for mature audiences. Yes, There's your warning. Beep. <laughs> Southside just comes in here complaining. Fire. She comes in here just complaining about a cigarette, the cigar smoke, and it wasn't just, even us. We took it outside yes. to make sure there was oh, no cigar smoke man. in there. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't me, Susan. I came in. I thought. They I know had, she would have been complaining about what the. Uh, well, we were talking about. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah but that that's a whole different yeah, show. Yeah, it's a whole different show. show. It was kind of like a Cheech and Chong movie when I walked in here. I was like, hey, what what the hell's going on here in the hustle and flow studio? Southside's only getting a fine for the dog mom shirt. <laughs> did she have a dog mom shirt on? Yeah, she had, and she had a fanny pack. Oh, she had. Yeah. She did. I did see that. Yeah, I was like, that cost you style at first, there. before I knew it was Susan, before I knew, I said, oh, "Who's she's that crazy down. lady out there?" How Who's embarrassing that? is that? I had a dog mom. I looked totally busted. Yeah, she did. I had. You did. Uh, thank you. Did. you. I, I had did. a would fanny you, pack on. Would you tell Yana? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was so embarrassing. In your parachute yeah. pants. Yeah, she had a Who gets a drink yeah. without ice? That's what you said, yeah. right? No, I... No, I'm not. No, no, no. What'd you say? What'd you tell him? Well, I I was standing there. And I love you, Giannis. I felt like you're I had the best. Say, I go, you're so awesome, Yanni. <laughs> God, oh, oh Yanni, here. Hey, G man, you're so awesome. <laughs> How are your nuggets? Oh, oh no! Oh, see, oh. now you'd expect that from Tim. See, if he wouldn't yeah, have said that, yeah. we'd have been yeah, disappointed. See, you you just went. You just I went said below the belt. Nothing of the sort. You just went below the belt, dude. That's a call for the whispers. But, you know, I'm not sorry. You know, Giannis ordering that drink. He says, uh, soft drink, half Sprite, yeah. half lemonade. That's my no favorite ice. drink. You know what? Favorite Arnold drink. Palmer came up with the, uh, yeah. the half lemonade. Iced tea. I Half iced tea. Yeah. Giannis is going to make millions of dollars selling a half Sprite, half Let me tell you something, America. Giannis. America, let me tell you something. <laughs> I've been making that drink for years. I used go. the pink lemonade with Sprite. Oh, the pink? Yes, yes, half and half. Ask any restaurant I've ever been at. They'll tell you. Stacey no King's ice? Been no ice. No. Stacey King's been ordering that drink for years. Actually, half they did half. call it the king at uh, uh, Julio's. What was that place for you? <laughs> like, you want the king? Right? Yeah, the king they drink, baby. You should have copyrighted I've been, it. I've been doing it. Damn. But you know what? I've always said, like, I said, man, that'd be pretty cool if somebody like Sprite yeah. would make a half and half. Yeah. Sprite did do it. And I don't think it was very popular to took it off, but they did do it like yeah, a few years ago. Yeah, they tried it with LeBron. Yes, they Remember? tried it. They tried it with LeBron. Oh, that's yeah. problem, it was a yeah. few years, and it didn't take <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, there's a hater, hater in the house. Hater in the house. We got the movie review coming up yeah. later. Oh, yeah. Oh, Can't Jesus. Wait for that. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> man. Toe jam. Oh, no. minus, <laughs> minus two stars. Minus two stars, America. Minus two stars.
Well, you guys are a bunch of haters, man. Don't hate a man. Don't hate the game. Yeah, LeBron was there for game five in Phoenix. He saw his buddy Chris Paul go down and defeat. And Booker, you know, he was fantastic in the series. But in the game six, eight for 22, 0 for 7 from the three-point line. As you mentioned, in the last couple of minutes, he had two good looks at threes, which could have, could have kept Phoenix in the game. Mark, this is what I always say against great players is you saw they were picking Booker up every single time he got the ball past half court. They were Drew picking him it. up. They were picking him up when he came off screens. They were forcing him to put the ball. And when you have to work that hard to beat a defender, and then you got also it's a team defense. So when you get beat, you beat one, there's still three or four of the guys there that are there in position to help, whether it be at the elbow when you drive and getting a hand down there. You saw how many times did you see Drew Holiday get steals that way. Mm. Um, that's the defense you got to play if you want to be a championship caliber team. And Milwaukee is one of the best defensive teams in the league. I mean, they do play defense. And then you get Giannis playing at the center spot. Now you can switch him anywhere. Where they were having problems with Brooke Lopez, they now put Giannis at the five spot. And now you can switch all five players. And he's switching on position. Chris Paul because exactly. they were running that one five pick Exactly. And now, did Chris Paul score on him a couple times? Yeah, but he had to really work to score because of his length. Mm -hmm. But when you have Giannis at the five, man, oh, in a playoff series, you can't do that during the regular season a lot. But during the playoff games, you want to kind of junk the game up a little bit and try to equalize what, you know, Phoenix was doing. And you saw as, as agile as Aiden was, he couldn't stop Giannis. When Giannis took him to the deep end, took him out to the deep water and got out to that three-point line and got to dancing and it just takes one dribble to get to the rim. I mean, you can't stop that. Hey, Stacey, real quick. Have you ever seen a performance like that, though? Oh, Giannis? For a yeah. clinch, in a clinching game. I mean, that's right up there with Magic Johnson against the Sixers when he was a rookie and he had to play center when Kareem was out. MJ with his 45 points against yeah. the Jazz in 98. Yeah. You know what? I mean, it's, it's up there with one of the greatest performances of all time. And, you know, here, here's what I say about the kid. Like, I said this on Twitter the other day. He, he's, he's a guy you want to root for. Mm -hmm. You know, he's the most humble, next to Derrick Rose. I, I consider him and Derrick Rose two of the most humble players in the NBA as far as having this superior talent, but respect the game. They respect their teammates. They respect everything about the game. And the, one of the things I remember when he came in as a rookie, you know, you know, because Jabari Parker got all the hype coming out of Duke and he was the high pick and everyone thought that, you know, he was going to be the guy. And then Giannis was kind of an afterthought. And he said, yeah, he's an athlete, but, you know, he's raw. It's going to probably take him five years, you know, to reach his potential. I remember this kid was late to a game. Their, their, their announcers were telling us this story. He was late to a game. He missed his ride or whatever, his rookie year. And he, and he ran he ran all the yeah, way from why? his home. But you know why he was late? Why? he sent all his money home. Yeah, yeah, because he's sending all his money home to his parents. He had no way to get. He had no way to right. get to get to the arena. But the the thing is, he ran to the arena. I don't know how far it was. It had it, it had to be a pretty good distance. That's what they said. It was probably like ten miles. He ran like ten miles and then played in the game that night. That's pretty impressive. And to see how he's developed his game. Think about when we when the Bulls played them when they took us to seven games. And you know you had that Dunleavy, yeah. you know yeah. foul that you know. Oh, I yeah. mean they they've been on the rise ever since that series, you know. And you know Giannis, this Milwaukee team. Think about this: this Milwaukee team has been very very good the last three or four years. They've easily could have been in the finals last year in the bubble. They should have they should have at least been challenging for it. Um, you know the year before they were good as, as good lost as well. Toronto lost to Toronto and they had a two zero lead. So they they've been right there on the cusp. The difference of this team was was they went out and got some players with toughness. 
because they were just too nice. They were too nice. Uh, Giannis was a great player, but they were just too nice. You go out there and you get you get Drew Holiday, who's who. I'm not taking anything away from Eric Bledsoe, but Eric Bledsoe is go ahead, wasn't, take something yeah, away from Eric. He Bledsoe. was not the point guard for this team. Okay, <laughs> so you bring a guy like you know bring a guy like you know Holiday in as a two way player. Yeah. Okay, big guard, two way player. You go out and you get PJ Tucker in the trade deadline. Go grab him. Toughness, hard-nosed player, been in these kind of games before, a street-fighting type of guy. Bobby Portis. Then you go out and you get Bobby Portis. Mm -hmm. So you had three guys that were not on your roster the last three years that has really solidified your toughness. And and not only are they tough, but they can play. They contribute. You know, they're not on the bench waving towels and they're contributing. And then you got a guy like, you know, uh, you know, Connaughton. You know, that sometimes, you know, he, he looks like he's the best player on the floor, and there's other times he can't hit the sometimes bucket. Sometimes it looks like Tim Kelly. Yeah, at, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they're all, Tim, <laughs> see Tim? <laughs> see Tim? I, I'm Tim. still a dog, too. Don't do <laughs> that. Tim, it wasn't me saying it, see Tim? So, but it's 30 oh, years of abuse. So it's one year of abuse from Mark. <laughs> so, yeah, there's yeah. one year now from yeah. Mark. But we'll, I'll we'll get, get your shirt. <laughs> we'll get to 30. Hey, wow. I just want to say I, that 2015 postseason, the, the Bulls had the best record. So they were one seed. And I remember, you know, I live in Milwaukee, and we went up 0-3. Right. Uh, 3-0, excuse me. And I can remember saying to Paschke and the guys, hey, you know, it's good seeing you guys. Yeah, yeah see you next and, year. And then they won. Yeah. Okay. And then they won again. And they were like, hey, yep, good seeing you guys. Cause, <laughs> and then won again. And, and then they ended up yeah, losing. Yeah, the curse of Michael Carter-Williams. They ended up losing in game, in yeah. game six. He had a good, Michael Carter-Williams yeah. had a great series again. He yeah. was going at D-Rose. Remember that the, the Jason Kidd play? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, to win, win yeah. I think it was game, must have been game four. And the, yeah. the Bulls beat him by 50 in game six, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, they did. They they, in they Milwaukee, did. And then, they, and then they started the, getting then excited. The, then you had the Dunleavy situation with Giannis. Giannis, yeah. And that really kind of just solidified the Bulls winning that, you know, winning that series. But you could tell right then and there that they were on their way. You know, if they can get some, they can get some help around him, and and that that's you know, give them credit, man, because I keep telling people this all the time, man, because we're in a league now where people think you need three superstars to win. You know, because it's been, you've seen it the last few years, three superstars. You don't need three superstars, okay? Because if you sign three superstars, first of all, that takes all your cap room. And then you're not able to to put complimentary players that can actually help you. Right. You're basically just getting anybody off the street, like at, you know, John's Liquor Store. Hey, man, you ever shot a basketball? We can't afford to pay you, you know, but then, John's liquor yeah, you know, store. come on out. Come on out, John's Liquor Store. Yeah, come on. What's that come on John's? Out. John's Liquor Store. That's where you find Tim Kelly at John's get, Liquor Store. Can you get Riesling there? Yeah, Riesling. <laughs> yeah, so you got to go to Germany for Yeah, you got to go to Germany, not Ohio, John. Yeah. Oh, America. Let me just tell you this uh, quick story, America. Oh, so America, I bring some oh. Riesling. I bring some Riesling wine in today, right? And so I bring it in. I bring it in the flask like a wino. They didn't yeah, know what was in the, there. In the flask. Where's so he's going so, high class. So, yeah. So so our friend Stinger over here. Me and Mark was talking. We're yeah. talking. You know, Riesling wine. Oh yeah. And so you know, John's gonna try to be funny. Yeah, so he's going to make a comment about the Riesling wine. Yeah, 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 Riesling wine. Uh, yeah, where's it about in Ohio or Texas? <laughs> like, no, man, Riesling is a German wine. No, no, they don't make, they don't, Germans don't make Riesling wine. <sighs> America. I, I checked myself. America. Up. No, you right. did. Me and, me and, me and Sanowski right checked him. Riesling. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, Riesling. He and Googled then, it. Yeah, he Googled it. Yeah. And then he threw up some, he threw up some stuff. Wines. He threw up some other stuff we don't want to talk about on air. This is, then, you know, threw up about Adolf Hitler's favorite wine or okay. something, you know. Hey, thanks for bringing the up the class of this uh, show. I really appreciate that. <laughs>
Because I bring it down. You know, yeah, John's you already worked the full day. He was uh, in Milwaukee directing. He was at work the, at five this I morning. I know the parade and the oh, rally. Man. And you know, you mentioned about the Bucks being a bunch of nice guys, and that really reflected itself in the whole parade and rally. The guys get up. You remember all the crazy stuff oh, happened yeah. when you were oh, playing yeah. with the Bulls? Oh, yeah. Guys saying all the, all this crazy stuff. Everybody politely answered the questions, and they were politically correct. <laughs> and Giannis was very soft spoken. The only guy who was crazy. Was PJ Tucker? He, he was, was chugging nuts. champagne and spitting it out of his mouth. And, yeah, you know, hey, we so are. they had to bring in a tough guy, and, yes. you know, to have that personality. And yeah. I think that helped them to have it, a guy it, like yeah, that. Zora it, asked him to do it again. I yeah, was like, and Hello. he did. I know, and but he did. What was yeah, she but secretly, <laughs> secretly, he won't be back next year because of those antics. <laughs> that's, a, that's a little bit. That's a little bit too much for the for the Milwaukee front office. They're like, okay, he took it a little bit too far. Yeah, they okay. don't drink in Milwaukee. Yeah, they don't drink. Yeah, they're not drinking wine in Milwaukee. They're beer drinkers there. So if he would have had some beer, yeah. he would have been fine. Like some old Milwaukee yeah. or Pat Blue Ribbon. Should have the champagne of beers. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Look at look at Southside. So, Stacy, take us behind the scenes of some of the Bulls victory parties at, at, at Grand Park. Oh, Tell us your favorite memories oh, yeah. of those what those great for? rallies. Oh, man. You don't want to know about the strippers, dude. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, if you want to tell I'm that sorry. story. I'm sorry, little, America. The little America. America. about that before, too. America, America. I got I, called out for a bullshit, America. and you're going to throw that Listen, out? Listen, America, I'm sorry. That yeah. slipped. I, I had no filter there. I'm sorry about that. No, I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you what. I was, I was watching a little bit of the, the parade today in, uh, in, in Milwaukee, and I was just thinking about it. I was like, wow. Like, I remember Grant Park and how yeah. exciting that was, you know, especially the first time you win. But their, their parades don't even compare to the Bulls parades. I mean, we had way more many people there. And it was just, I remember just getting to Grant Park. It like it seemed like it took a week just to get to Grant Park because <laughs> it was like so many people yeah. like lying in the streets and everything. And I tell you what, we were all tore up before we even got up there. <laughs> like, yeah, we were drinking on the way over there, baby. And when we got up there, it was just, it was showtime, man. It Did was, this, didn't you have that uh, iconic phrase that second year? I don't remember. I was. I, I, I believe drinking. they call it "whoop." There it is. <laughs> oh, whoop! Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I did. I did say that. I, I did say that. But somebody that came from a rap song. But you it know, did. But being yeah, part of the lexicon yeah. after that. And then we, then we, you know, it was, it was just a lot of fun. I just remember seeing all the faces out there in Grand Park and the energy that was there. And I remember, you know, we won our first two. I remember all the fans chanting, you know, three P, four P, you know, you know, five P. You start hearing all this, and you're like, "Do you people know how hard it is just <laughs> yeah, to, to win, win one? one?" Yeah, you know. And then, and then you go back, and you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. You think about like those, those people were right because the Bulls easily could have won eight in a row, you know, and, and happened, it could have yeah. it could have happened. You know, six out of eight's not bad. So the only thing, the only thing I think about this Milwaukee team, like I said, I really, really like Giannis. He's a he's a guy you root for. It just sucks. That they're right down the road. That was my only thing, like, because we were always the big brother to their little brother. You know, we were all the Bulls. We used to have, we used to bring in half the the fans in that arena right, were right. cheering for Bulls, and they still were doing it up until like the last couple of years. And now the Milwaukee fans have kind of engulfed the Bulls fans. But it used to be what we called it, Chicago North or something, and, yeah. and and it was like you know UC North, and we always had more fans. And now and we were the big brother. We were the big brother. They were the little brother. Now they want you know a what? title. In the Chick-fil-A line, um, the fans were just, you saw the whole thing. They were going crazy. And his girlfriend goes, oh, 
Is it going to be like this all the time now? Hey, <laughs> hey all the time. Hey, look, yeah. you, you need to be happy where you're at. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I thought it was enjoy the ride. Yeah. Enjoy the ride because the answer it, is hey, yes. Because I'm gonna tell you something. It could turn on you very quickly. I know, I know. So you need. I mean, you know, that's what I would tell. Like, enjoy the moment because as soon as they don't win again and he has a bad series of game, and next thing you know, those same people that were outside, we love you, Giannis G man, the lady with the dog shirt. I love dogs with oh the fanny pack. She'll be out there throwing. She'll be out there throwing barbecue sauce. Here's some, here's some sauce with your nuggets, you piece of Give poo. me the hot sauce, Giannis. Yeah, here's some hot sauce for you, Giannis. And you can pick up your hot, hot sauce at GiveMeTheHotSauce.com. And if you go to GiveMeTheHotSauce.com, Giannis, Giannis, you can get your own hot sauce. Yeah, that, we that, should send that him Chick-fil-A land chicken would taste a lot better, wouldn't it, Stace? Yeah, oh, yeah. With, with some a, hot oh, sauce? With the, uh, the barbecue sauce. Yeah, the barbecue sauce yeah, would be great. Oh, oh my goodness. There's a special holder in a G-Wagon just for our hot sauce. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. Yes. I'm I not like sure that. what that meant. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was driving a G-Wagon. <laughs> oh, okay. I got you. Uh, from Mercedes, and yeah. uh, there is a special holder for our hot sauce. There you go. We talked to Mercedes Giannis? last year about preparing that. Yeah, we talked to, we talked to Mercedes. Okay. Yeah. We had them we had them build a special space for our, our sauce. Because it's about driving safely and having your hot sauce. Yes, exactly. You can have and she'll so like Giannis it too. has got his own drink. Now he's got to endorse give me the hot sauce. That's his next move. I'm already, I'm already, right there. Move. I'm already putting We're the right patent there, on that Mark. drink right now. I'm already putting the patent on that drink. It's already yeah. it's already in the works right now. Were you, you know, over every, in Germany with that when you went to the Mercedes plant and then stopped by the Riesling <laughs> with hot sauce? You know what? Thanks so much. Go you know what? The guy with the bubble up shirt that continually has new gear every week. You you need to be quiet over there, John. These Stina. just came in the mail from Porsche. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, oh, see, nice. yeah, from we Porsche. Need, yeah, we need to talk to Porsche. <laughs> Portia, we're gonna have a yeah. You over there, over there, giggling like a little mouse. We're gonna have to talk to Portia because last time we talked to Portia, she promised us. I'm gonna I get know. You guys I thought some she gear. was gonna come through. I'll send Man, you. Bubble up the cloud, reimagine, yeah. and getting some gear <laughs> yeah, for Stacey yeah. King. Just want to ask you one more question about Giannis. The work he did in those post-game press conferences and pre-game, I mean, when you think about the fact English is his second language and the way he captivated a country with, with the thing when he gave the speech about, you know, talking about the past is your is your ego and, and the future is your pride and the present is your humility. I mean, that was amazing stuff. I mean, it's almost like it's somebody wrote really. that for him. It was just really unbelievable. Was yeah. Well, it, it, I mean, again, how can you not like the guy? I mean, if you go back yeah. and you listen to any of his interviews, when they yeah. interviewed him when he first came into the NBA, when he was playing in the um, overseas, and they were talking about, you know, what do you expect coming to the NBA? He said, I want to be great. I want to be considered a great player. And he just carried himself differently, even as a 19-year-old. And then if you look all throughout the years, he never says anything that makes you go, why would he say that? Yeah. You know, yeah. he always, it seems like he's always, it's always well thought out, especially for a guy Whose English is second language. You know, he just he speaks what's on his mind, but it comes off very good and it comes off very genuine. And I think that's why people really like him. And then when you heard him say that he didn't need to go to a super team, all the people on the super team was like, "You dirty man, you sorry man. Why would you say that? I hate shot that at guy." LeBron across yeah, the bow. Yeah, yeah, you know, and you know, and then you know, James Harden situation saying that he'll never win because all he does is dunk. And now he's got a title, and James Harden doesn't. Remember have one. when they had the All Star Draft? Yeah, yeah. I said I'm not going to yeah. take Harden because yeah, yeah. I want somebody who passes. But he was trying to be funny, but because his language, it didn't come off as right. funny. You yeah. know, so like if it had been like one of us who said it, and the way we would have said it, just the way it came out of our mouths yeah. would have been funny. But for him, he was trying to be funny, but in his language, like his English is a second language, it didn't come off as funny. It came off as a like a slam. 
<laughs> to James Harden. Like, I'm not picking you because you never pass. You know, we want somebody on the team that's going to pass. So James Harden took that offense and has been, like, kind of killing them ever yeah, since yeah. and saying that, you know, you're never going to win a title because he all he can do is dunk. He does have a nice way of saying going in the bathroom, though. Oh, that was yeah. cute. Did you hear that? Do the tinkle. Oh, the tinkle. Did I just say the tinkle? The tinkle? How do you say be polite. Tinkle? Yeah. Yeah, that was that, that was. Sweet. And I, I love the relationship with his brother. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, I unfortunately could not be there the last two games because of health and safety protocols. Yeah. So even at the parade, he was in his own vehicle. You know what, though? I Because I went to the parade and I started at the Pfizer. Of course you did. You've been stalking oh Giannis for days. Look at this woman. Well, okay. Now I'm going to look South even side. worse because no I walked South the parade side. route backwards until the I saw them. I took some pictures. And then, of course, I left. And I was walking back to my car. And guess what I passed? His brother... On the side of the road, parked illegally, by the way, in his SUV. Well, way, to try, way to snitch, Susan. Way to snitch. Way to get the guy a ticket. Yeah, oh, my. Oh. I was like, Holy and Mark, he only had four of the Infinity Stones. Hey, and she's not Susan anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, she's no longer Susan. Yeah. She's Karen. Karen, the person oh, that tells oh, people. That was yeah, so cool. Karen, really Karen told on Giannis's brother, illegally cool. parked on the road. Uh, yeah, hey, Stacey, if you were watching, he zoomed in from that same parking lot. First location. of all, it's not my team, and I'm not watching him, okay? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, America. Stinger was directing the yeah, yeah, I, I didn't know Stinger guy. was directing it. But, but hold on a second. I, I got to check my email all, for another all I'm gonna say, NBA TV just said all, unbelievable job. Hey, hold on. Yeah. Oh, my God. Another Emmy uh, in the yeah, works, right, yeah. John? Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he, had just, he got, he got a drone, more space. Had a drone they out there. They were sharing yeah. bu- bu- uh, I can smell bucks it. and six, <laughs> but outside the TV truck, they were going Emmy, Emmy. Oh, my God. John got some shout-outs during the broadcast, too. He did. talking about You know, they appreciate John up here. He didn't get that same appreciation other than by me. I was the only one. I was the only one. Wanted to appreciate it, John. Certainly Neil Funk. Hey, it was nobody in the truck. Nobody in the in the. Anybody in the else office, want to shout no, out? Nobody else in the office above all of us. No one appreciated John Walsh's talent. Yep. I've been saying this all along. He's an Emmy Award producer, and we let him slip to our our hands like sands like of time. Like Yeah, I just saw oh, man. Oh, John, John, do you get a ring? I'm not sure. I haven't. I haven't been fitted yet. Haven't he been got. He yet. got a ring from the Diamondbacks, and then the Cubs. He got a watch, which watch. was kind of bullshit. Yeah, that, that is. My second bullshit. <laughs> <That> is. <laughs> yeah, that, that is terrible. You should have got a ring for that too. Yeah, I got a nice watch though. Yeah, yeah. Thanos is now trying to sing, uh, steal that championship stone. <laughs> <laughs> Tim is frozen in time. Oh, my God. Uh, oh my he's, God. he's still trying to go back to the Avengers. Oh trying God. to revive Iron Man. Iron Man, you okay? Iron Man. Hey, you Come on, up, you can't die. You brought, can't up first die mark. you brought up first mark the other day, and I, I loved it. <laughs> okay. All right, one more thing before on the finals before we get on the J.D. Adandi. We know that uh, Chris Paul is going to be fine with the State Farm commercials, but is he going to be playing for the Lakers with LeBron next year? I mean, he'd have to take a huge pay cut if he wants to do that. I tell you what, man, I, I, I wouldn't. I mean, you know, the West, listen, they had everything set up for them this year. Let's just be honest. I mean, they were they had a great season from start to finish. Yep. They were the best team. But really, are they the best team? I mean, because if you think about it, the road to the title was there for them. You had the Lakers. They were not at full strength when they played in the first mm-hmm. round. Um, they ended up playing the Lakers in the first round, which on normal situation, if those guys are healthy in the Lakers, they're, they don't Lakers get out of that top, series. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so then you go, you look at Utah. Utah gets well, beat Denver by the Clippers. Next, okay, yeah. So you knock the second best team out. The Clippers did. Okay, but they lose Kawhi Leonard. So now, yeah. Yeah. so now you beat Denver without Murray. Okay, if Murray's there, do they beat them? 
I don't think so. Toss up, yeah. Then you got the Clippers without Kawhi. without Kawhi in the Western Conference Finals, and you got to rely on guys like Luke Kennard and Reggie Jackson, and you're missing arguably the top three, four player in the game with a knee injury. Right. And so they were able to get through that series, and that was a tough series for him. Paul George almost, almost kind of wheeled him through that, you know. So you know, this was this was the year I thought it was really set up for them to win, you know. And I thought honestly, you look at look at Milwaukee. Milwaukee's in the same situation. They're still, to me, they're a top three team in the Eastern Conference. There's no way in the world if uh, Kyrie Irving's healthy, James Harden is healthy. Kevin Durant had smaller shoes. I I don't think they beat Brooklyn because they barely beat them with just a Kevin Well, you Durant. think it's the one inch of yeah, his foot over the line, otherwise Milwaukee's I mean, out. And think about it. I mean, they go, they lose, they, they lose game six almost by 40 points. They get blown out. Now there's a game seven. And, you know, Kyrie Irving's not playing in a game seven. James Harden was never right. Even when they went and they, right. they made the trade from Houston, he wasn't in shape. And then it really paid off in the end for, for the Milwaukee because now he's got hurt hamstrings. He can't play. He's not, and they had him out there just being a decoy and it didn't work. But Kevin Durant almost single-handedly took Brooklyn to the finals on his own. And if he would have had Kyrie Irving, maybe they, maybe Milwaukee doesn't win that series. One last thing. I, I saw somebody on Twitter posted the old State Farm commercial that I referenced earlier about, uh, you remember uh, Oscar from The Office was, yeah. was the co-star on those? And they had a thing where, I didn't know you played for the Bucks, and they had a buck come yeah, in, yeah, into his yeah. garage and scratch his car, yeah. knock the bowling, the bowling balls, balls down. Over. That was prophetic. Yeah, that was pretty. Yeah, cool. yeah, I never. I remember that. I remember that when that when that it's happened. Probably like seven, and, eight and years Chris ago. Chris Paul wasn't. When Chris Paul was not playing for them at that oh, time. No. He, he was he playing never, for like either the Clippers. The Clippers. Yeah, yeah, he was playing for the Clippers. Yeah. And then so then you see this buck coming in, yeah. Yeah. and it's like Scratched you know, his Mercedes with his horn, <laughs> stepped on the car, went on top yeah. of the roof of the car, yeah. knocked over the bowling ball, yeah. and it was like I saw that same tweet. I was like, yeah. wow, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, was kind of sums up what Chris Paul's life's been. He's the only player been up two nothing in a in a best of seven series and lost four times. I think it was a jinx of LeBron being there. Oh, how about seriously? Hey, I, I, I think yeah, no, that forget, was kind of cold too. You know what? I mean, I'm not. You know, I don't I'm, think officiating not, played no, a part. No, in that I, I, listen, I'm going back to LeBron being the jinx. LeBron, <laughs> LeBron showing up in you know a pivotal you know pivotal game five, sitting courtside with his liquor. You know, yeah, he, had the he always liquor. brings that with him. Yeah. Okay, but here's my thing. Like okay, liquor? like yeah, yeah, liquor. I don't know why he has a he's he's got some steak and some liquor. I don't know if it's tequila. He brought his own riesling. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, it wasn't riesling. It wasn't riesling. At <laughs> America, it wasn't riesling because he wouldn't drink riesling. But he had his own bottle, and it's funny they spent so much time taking a picture of his bottle. You know that he yeah. had underneath the seat. First of all, I didn't know you could bring alcohol into the arena. I don't think like, no, you can. can't. How do you, how do you let? How well, who's going to tell LeBron there? that he can't do it? Well, somebody well. somebody's going to have to answer to that because it's yeah. like you're not. If 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 no one can bring that, why is he able to bring that? You know, and then he put it right up under the seat where you got free advertisement for it. You know He's what, the though, star he, of Space Jam Two. He, he just became the first <laughs> the first active NBA player to be a billionaire. So he's laughing in a big pile of money, Stacy. You know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, Susan. You know, rules are rules. And when now now the the point is is like is <laughs> and Stacy would Chris, snitch on him if oh, he had to. I sure would. Ever. I sure would. I drop dime on him in a minute. Is, the, the question the question is 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 Chris Paul if he doesn't come to the Lakers and he doesn't sign with the Lakers, will LeBron kick him off the banana boat? I think he would. Yeah. If he if he doesn't come to the Lakers the and he's a free agent and take the pay cut and come play with LeBron, finish out his career and try to win a ring. Will LeBron kick him off the banana boat? Yeah, I think Chris Paul, you know, he's the president of the Players Association, and he's always tried to advise players, take the best deal that you can get, go for the most money. 
He's not taking a $40 million pay cut to play with LeBron. No. He ain't doing that. And he's in he's a great, he's, listen, he's in a great situation in Phoenix. He's got a good young nucleus. They're, they're going to, listen, they're going to do whatever they need to do to get better, but they've got some really nice pieces. And they've got experience now. They've got some experience getting to the finals. Uh, Booker showed everyone that he is a legit superstar player. And Aiden showed you stretches. Aiden and Bridges are going to get yes, better. They're going to get better. Um, you know, I don't know what they're going to do with Jay Crowder. I like Jay Crowder. Yeah, See, that's the kind of guy that I think the Bulls need mm-hmm. to go out and get. A guy that can play defense on multiple positions, can knock down three-point shots, that is not afraid to mix it up. Can draw fake can fouls. Can draw fake fouls. I mean, they, they, all went to the, they all went to the Chris Paul acting school, man. You studied drama every, at Marquette. Every, no, forget, no, forget Marquette. They went to Chris Paul University because every one of them act just like Chris Paul. Yeah. They all Right. Every single one, yeah. I'm like, oh man, he must be holding like class after practice. A sniper yeah. in the third, yeah. uh, sniper third Lee level. Harvey in the third, in the third <laughs> row, section two thirty. Wow, Chris Paul, if you're listening, that was Mark Janowski saying that you uh, you're a flopper. <laughs> Just add him to the list, Blake Griffin, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Andre uh, Drummond. Uh, I got Dr- all kinds yeah. of I got yeah, NBA Drummond, guys around the league looking for Drummond's on his way. Let's go back to Vladdy. No, no, Drummond's Drummond's looking for Mark. That's why we. That's why America. That's why we switch days now. We don't. We used to have our location on Tuesdays, but now we're switching days. So Andre will never know. Let the record show. I was right about both Drummond and Blake Griffin. Oh, they're sitting at home watching the Milwaukee Bucks celebrate a championship. Oh, and for someone who grew up born and raised in Milwaukee, I'm loving every second. Oh, I'm drinking some Reese's on that one. Real geniuses. Welcome back. Give me the hot sauce, episode 38. You know, it's funny, we're talking at the beginning of the show about the fact that, you know, I grew up in Milwaukee and rooting for the Bucks, And no matter how old you get, you still hold on to those allegiances you have as a young kid. I remember the first Bucks championship. I hate to admit how old I am, but if anybody can do math, you can figure it out. I was in eighth grade when the Bucks won the championship in 1971. And a bunch of my friends and I, one of the friend's moms drove us down to Mitchell Field to greet the Bucks as they came back from Baltimore. They swept the Bullets in four straight games. That team was Earl Monroe, Wes Unsell, Jack Marin, Gus Johnson. A good team, but the Bucks just destroyed them. Four games to none. They came back to Mitchell Field, and, you know, it was 1971, so it was a much different time, much quieter time, and you could go anywhere you wanted in the airport, and, and we I think they let us out on the tarmac, basically, to greet the, wow. the, the, the flight coming back, and we got a couple of autographs. I got John McLaughlin, the original Buck, who was a broadcaster there for you know decades. Johnny and, Mac. And Oscar, Johnny Mac. Oscar Robertson came through real quickly, and and he had a, a great advantage because for his autograph, he just said Big O. That's that's what you got. You got Big O. So you didn't get the whole name, but that was that's something that I treasured. I still have that somewhere. Oh, and probably in Stinger's. You know, uh, yeah, in his tub. His tub. His tub in his he basement. Probably stole it from. But you know, you you think back to when you're you know a grade school kid. And how much you cared about your favorite sports teams, and how you lived and died with every outcome. You know, I remember even when I was even younger with the Vince Lombardi Packers, they won three straight uh, NFL championships. And at that point, I really didn't understand exactly what was going on, but I knew how important it was to my father. And they used to play playoff games in Milwaukee, and it was a whole different time back then. It wasn't every game's on TV. We had to go across the street to a bar. The game was in Milwaukee, so it was a playoff game against the Los Angeles Rams, and it was blacked out in Milwaukee. So 
they had an antenna on the bar to pick up a, a, a broadcast feed from Madison, Wisconsin. And so we watched the pack. And I'm here I am. I'm five or six years old in a bar watching this wow. game. So that's why I'm drinking during the podcast. So wow. <laughs> wow. So I didn't, make, I didn't mean for this segment to turn into true confessions, but I guess yeah, it did. Wow. So the, the idea here was that, you know, you, you form your fan allegiances very early on. So the Bucks winning this championship a couple of days ago brought back memories of the Bucks winning a championship in 1971 when I got a chance to go to Mitchell Field and, wa- and see my heroes come back. And, you know, Stacy being a part of three championship teams, you know, you got a chance to experience it on the other side. But I'm sure as a kid growing up, you you had a, a fandom for certain teams and you lived and died on those outcomes as well. Oh, yeah. Growing up in Oklahoma, you know, of course, it was Oklahoma football. And then there was Dallas Cowboys. That was yeah. the closest pro team to us. And to be able to watch the Dallas Cowboys, America's team. Right. America. Yeah. America's team. Okay. <laughs> It really like like I mean every play yeah. with Roger Staubach, you were just like if the if the Cowboys were down three touchdowns you knew they were coming back. Oh, yeah. Roger the Dodger Roger is bringing them back. He's bringing them back. He's bringing them back. You know Drew Pearson. The two yeah, the, the two minute drill. I mean you knew that he was going to bring them back. So it didn't matter. And then when they lost, it was just killed. It, it just killed yeah. you. It's like Roger lost. Yeah. He, he, he lost. Can't happen. You know, in the Super Bowl when they played the Steelers all those times. And I'm like, you know, that was really bone crushing for us because we, we thought they were the best team in football at that time. And then the Steelers go in there with Terry Bradshaw and Lynn Swan and John Stallworth and Franco Harris. The Steel and Curtain. The Steel Curtain defense. And, you know, they, they beat the Cowboys, which was demoralizing to any Cowboy fan. You yeah. know, because it's like you get to that point. You just expect Tony Dorsett to rip off a 75-yard run yep. or Robert Newhouse or, you know, Drew Pearson, you know, and, and Butch Johnson or, you know, Tony Hill. I can go, I can I can name all those those Cowboy great teams, and they came up short. Was there a game when they played in the playoffs, and I think in Minneapolis, where somebody yes. threw a liquor bottle from the stands and hit the referee or something? Hey, you know what? You know, Mark, I was, I was, you know, I was a kid at that time. I didn't, I didn't, just because you were drinking in a bar doesn't mean everybody knew what liquor was when we were children. Yeah. You know, Mark grew up in a bar. Yeah, right. The rest of us, you know, grew up drinking milk and Kool Aid. Well, okay, he was sick. Ernie Johnson always talks about the mean streets in Milwaukee. I know what he's talking see, about. You, know? see, you yeah. see, Mark, like, hey bartender, uh, give me uh, another brew, please. Yep. He's like five years old. And like, a wow, and yeah. a shot too. Yeah. yeah, give me a shot. I'll chase her. I'll take a chaser. Yes, yeah. I'll take a chaser. Hey, my dad was watching the game. He was busy. And, yeah. uh, and some smokes. Yeah. I have the usual bartender. Oh, here's our little friend, Mark Schnowski. Hey, well, the first six-year-old in America is in a bar. Wow. First Mikey Mark. In Milwaukee, I was not the first. That's, that's definitely not the It was a daycare. It was a daycare. It was a children in a bar's daycare. Like 20 kids in there drinking yeah. beer and eating pretzels. They were so oh. well-behaved, though. They were, yeah, they were. They didn't get out of hand. Yeah, they so were drunk. But. They didn't get out of hand. They were asleep. You know, you know, little kids, they, they fall asleep. Mark, yeah, yeah, forget sleep. about daycare. That's yeah. the way you took care of your kids wow. back then. Wow. That is pretty impressive, though. I, I will admit, Mark, that's a great freaking story. We learned a little more about Mark. Yeah, you know, Mark. You know, Mark. You know, Mark. You know, Mark keeps a little bit out there. Don't show everything to us, and occasionally get he a couple of brews in him. Yeah. yeah, we get him. We get him to open up here. You know, at the Give Me the Hot Sauce Studios. Uh, Those Mr. were interesting Mr. times. Mr. Stray no Lace, Mr. Clark uh, Kent. It, it's got to be time for a New England story from Stinger. Yeah, Stinger. Right? Yeah. Stinger. yeah oh. Don't make, you gotta make me go there, huh? Yeah. Uh, Rondo, Rondo, make you. Rondo. 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 Way, no, Tom Brady, TB7. I was at Super Bowl 12, 35 31, Steelers, Jackie Smith, oh, yeah. the tight end. They brought in 
Roger Stahlbach. What year, John? 1977, 1977. He was uh, six. And uh, I remember I was sitting in the end zone and a guy had a cigarette and he, and I had those painter's pants. Remember those painter's pants? Those white. And he flicked the cigarette on my on my chair because the guy had a TV. And we're all looking at the TV for. Did replay. you burst into flames? It, well, I, I got a big cigarette hole, but Roger Staubach. Wait a minute, John. Roger Staubach was a stand-up guy because he said he could have punted the ball in there. Everybody wanted to blame Jackie Slater because he wasn't a lifetime cow, lifelong. Man, cowboy. No, no, I don't want to hear that bullshit. Wow. Jackie but, Slater dropped a touchdown that would have gave the gave the Cowboys I was the, the win. Had a good Let's deal. get back man, to your stand-up. Man, don't even. Listen, Jackie Slater couldn't even come couldn't even come to about anybody's school and talk. Yeah. The kids wouldn't want to jump on hey, him. Listen, I lived that with Bill Buckner in '86, but I, yeah. I go. There's a lot of listen. I live, grew up. Was that in, seventy? When, you, when was that? Seventy-seven. Seventy-seven. Yeah. So how, how old are you? Oh, because I was ten. Well, I'm, I was ten years old in '77. I was. Fi- I'm fifty-four. So. I'm 54. What are you talking about? I was so am I. What's happening here? I was 11. He's the line is So you were moving. working. Were you were you at the game or were you working the game? Well, were you working the game? My first, no, first, was, first production. I was working. That was money cable. No, I was at my dad. My dad was running cable. Oh, I thought it was running cable. I was getting ready to say, like, okay, was he was in a sweatshop? Because how old is John's about the same age as I am? He's 11 years old working a Super Bowl game. John's been working all his life. So this is why John is with all this Emmy Award winner because he was he was doing this at 11 years old. He didn't even have to go to college. He got enough training at his 11 year old. As a boy genius. As a boy genius. <laughs> uh, can we get back to my Woo! Red Sox story? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. The boy, just... So 1978, as you remember, the Red Sox had a huge oh, lead, sorry. like 14-game lead oh going into God. August. The massacre happened. The Yankees That was came Bucky all... fucking Den, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. They, they came oh. all the way back, and they had an extra game. <laughs> That's what it's late. referred to as. Yeah. Yeah. The and vernacular. So they, they had an extra game. And we all got to go home yeah. from school early. Mike Torres. Mike Torres, that's right. Look, at, look, at, look at Mark. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's right. Mark, Mike He's not even a Red Sox yeah. fan. He feel like Les Grobstein all of a sudden. Yeah. Oh, the Grobber. <laughs> Shout out to the Grobber. Yeah. But, but, any, but anyways, everybody knows how the, out, the outcome of that I don't story. remember. How did, how did, I don't no, remember. I'm not going to tell you, but I mean, I did just they remember. Worry? I already wrecked it for him. Oh, yeah, okay. I just remember. Rondo came in. <laughs> Rondo came in the bottom of the ninth and threw a no hitter. Anyways, got home early from school. And then he went to the Boston game and scored thirty. And he was six two. On the board, yes. Be nice. Be nice. Wow, this is this is deteriorating. Yeah. Let's, let's just move this is on. What happens when I'm late? Oh. Yeah, apparently yeah. there's yes. no adult supervision. Oh, it's a great line from Anchorman that escalated it's a quickly. Susan, it's a what, what uh, story do you? Yeah, remember? you got a story from the South Side, the White I, Sox. I used well. Um, I grew up a White Sox fan, yeah. and Bill Veck was the master of, you know, promotion. gimmicks Eddie and promotion. Gidale. And they used to give you- Disco a, demolition night? Oh, they used to give you free tickets for every A you got them on your report card. Nice. And oh. I had, I went to a Catholic school and we got a lot of grades. And so when our report cards would come in the mail, my brothers would wait for it. And they would take my report <laughs> card and they would fill it out and they would get White Sox tickets. With your wow, grades. With your oh, grades. yeah. Oh, that ain't right. And so we no. spent a lot of time in center field. It was awesome. Until wow. what, though? With the shower out there? Yeah, well, but- you know, we never lasted a whole game, usually, because, you know, you get peed on, and <laughs> oh, my dad yeah, would make us leave. Oh, wow, or, for real? Or there were shenanigans was in the shower. Was that a promotion? They pulled R. Kelly? <laughs> they pulled R. Kelly? Oh, my God. 
Yeah, What's no, going you, on out you there? could go through the schedule and you'd pick like, oh, you know, I want a bat. It was bat night or, you know, hat night. Yeah. You'd pick like the best gifts. It's not bat night because people are getting hurt. Yeah. Oh, well, well, when, 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 no, they when, had bat night on the South when, Side. When was the little Eddie Goodell? <laughs> In the 50s. When they pulled him, when they put it like like three foot six. Yeah, yeah. three foot six. Yeah. That, was you imagine, that was Bill Beck. Could you imagine trotting this guy awesome. out there as a designated hitter? Was he a designated hitter at the yeah. time? Yeah. yeah and you bring him out there. There's no DH. He's just pinch hitter. I'm going to look him up. Three was he like four foot tall? Like yeah. in the strike zone's about like the size of a yeah yeah a peanut. <laughs> Bill Beck was awesome. Yeah, I, I heard. I, I you know I wasn't I wasn't born and raised here in Chicago, but I hear a lot of stories about how he kind of changed it. the he kind of changed the game as far as entertainment is the concerned. master promoter. He was like you couldn't beat it. So that's my South Side story. Man, that's impressive, Susan. All those A's you got, all those free tickets, and yep. your brothers are making D's and C's, and they used you. Yep. Wow. <laughs> Whispers, what do you got? You got you got a favorite childhood story rooting for a team? Oh, uh, man, so. So, of course, it's all Chicago teams, but when I was a kid, my dad dragged me all over the country for car shows. Oh, my gosh. And uh, we'd be in Toledo a few times, and uh, there was this team called the Mud Hens. Oh, Toledo, Toledo Mud, Mud Hens. Toledo yeah. Right across from our, uh, Ramada, which is probably a Hyatt now, because there's no Ramadas anymore. But nonetheless, uh, when that movie came out, Major League, remember that one? Yep. Yeah. It says, uh, got to go with some white walls in their line. I'll get back in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that was an iconic moment for me. John's face. John's like, what did he say? Well, when they asked him if he wanted to uh, coach the Indians after he had been coaching the Mud Hens, so like some French fried potatoes, and, uh, <laughs> French fried taters. <laughs> so. Uh, well, yeah. the show is so going completely off the rails. The Titanic has hit iceberg. <laughs> no, but we're going mud, down slowly. I had a mud hens t-shirt, oh. t-shirt for like ten years. We started out with a heartfelt story about growing up in the bars in Milwaukee, <laughs> yes. and we end we end up with on a bad impression oh. from Major League. Oh my god. <laughs> That he's still not done talking about. <laughs> I got a guy with white wool. I, I need to get some hash browns and eggs. Meredith. Oh, mammy. So, Eddie Goodell, 1950. <laughs> so, we're going back to this. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie Goodell. One at bat, one walk. Oh, he got on base. Yeah, 1950. Well, he had one bat. On. Yeah, look yeah. it up, America. Yeah. Look it up, America. <laughs> That's a career. Three foot yeah. seven. He weighed 65 pounds. <laughs> wow. He was born on my birthday, 819. Wow, that makes so he's got sense. that going for him, go. which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> wow, hey, you got some rifles loaded up? Yeah, can, yeah. We yeah. Do, uh, <gasps> can we do? Can we do rapid oh fire? Oh my god! Shot right now. Oh. Wow. Hey, the Major League trading deadline coming up on July 30th, and everything must go for the Chicago Cubs. It's been crazy. They've already traded Jock Peterson to the Atlanta Braves for a minor league prospect, and now there's talk they're going to trade. Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, oh Javier Baez, Craig Kimbrell. Everything must go. This is a sad end to a team that won the World Series in 2016. <sighs> <sighs> are, you, are you serious? All those, they're they're going to get rid of they're all those They're going to get rid of all those If they can, if they can get some kind of return. Otherwise, they'll leave as free agents at the end of the year. <sighs> oh, how the mighty have fallen. Yeah. It just seems like, listen, it took so long, so long. Only 108 years. To get a title. Yeah. Break the curse of Bartman, the goat, you know, all those things that was the curse. They did and then, it, though. And they did it. And now you're just going to destroy that team. Mm -hmm. Come on, man. There's always just, next year. I'm just going to say this. Cub fans, you have to excuse me, okay? America. Why the hell are we talking about the Cubs? Let's talk about the White Sox. Oh, yeah. Southside. Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about, the, about White Sox. the White Sox. Yeah. They are the on a roll. Let's do it, baby. <laughs>
Sox White Sox are running hot, and, and I um, think they're going to make some additions before the trade deadline. And they are in Milwaukee next Yeah, big series. Stinger's going to be directing next series. Maybe Stacy can come up and go to a game. Leave you know. the funeral, go to the <laughs> He only goes as far as Joliet. I'm not hey, sure he's going to make it to Milwaukee. Keep that on the down low. <laughs> Hey, oh, America. we jump segments. America. We jump segments all of a sudden. I've been America. To get you to come up. America. I may have to come up to the White Sox and, and Milwaukee game. You know, Sunday, are you in, Sunday are you in, night in, baseball. Are you inviting me over yes, to I'm stay? Sunday night baseball game. Yeah, the, she's got to stay overnight. He's not can driving. Can I stay at the Walls Manor? Yes. yes. Sunday do you have room? Baseball. Do you have room? Sunday. Okay. I, I may have to do that. I Should I bring ribs? Yes, please. You, yep, everybody's welcome. Yeah, you know, they used to call too, they used to call the Brewers' home field Miller Park North. I know. Or Wrigley yes, Field yes. North. When, Wrigley Field North. Yeah. Wrigley Field. I used but to But now, with the White Sox coming up yep. there, do you it's, think the White Sox will bring as many fans as the Cubs did to no. Milwaukee? No way. No. Yeah. Not a chance. How are the, why, how, why is that? Why, yeah, why yeah, is that? Well, first of all, you, you've got this you know, guaranteed rate field that you need to sell out first, right? And it's on the south side where... Wrigley, it's hard to get a ticket for That's Wrigley. So right, cool. right. Yeah, and the, the Brewers, side. the Brewers, they like White Sox fans. Like they do. Yeah, oh. I mean, they don't hate. Well, they used like, to be harsh oh, rivals back oh, yeah. when they're both. Yeah, in but American not League. now. Like they now, it's oh, all yeah. Cubs. You get know? ready. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be a fun series. How are the Brewers doing? Oh, first they're place. Six, they're in first place, six and a half games up. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. Stacy hasn't picked up the newspaper. No, no, no. I don't. America. I'm just going to tell you, I'm America. Okay, I'm only following the White Sox. That's all. That's all I'm concerned with. That's right. right. He now. says with I'm his not, Yankee hat. Yeah, on. and you know, Burgundy. and you know, listen. You know what, Susan? You, you come in here. You're Get ready for some National League baseball. South side, and you come in with a Milwaukee, you know, Giannis shirt on. That's true. Get ready for the Brew Crew. Just today. King. Just today. The Brew Crew is. They're gonna. They're not gonna. They're not. Craig Council, you got a great rotation. Get ready. Yeah. yeah. Hey, what do you make of this whole your mean, your mean Mercedes thing? He, he put out an Instagram post saying he was done. Yeah, he was done. And now he's back yeah. the next day. No. He's back. Is he under contract? He's back. Is he, is I think he, Tony LaRusso got a hold of him and said, you know what? You got a chance maybe to be brought back in September. Don't quit now because if you quit now, you're never coming what, back. What is his reasoning? I think he was hurt personally because he had that great. Remember April? He was yeah, the he was, talk at yeah. baseball. He was on posters and billboards and all the rest of it. Then he was... He struggled in May, terrible in June. They sent him down to the minors, and he wasn't doing that well in the minors either. And I think he looked at the fact that he's, what, 27, 28, and he thought, I'm never going to get back. Let me go into the bubble-up folder because there was a great article by NBC Sports in there. But while he looks you know. that up, you know, he, he felt like the team did him wrong, that he showed enough early in the season that he did not deserve to be sent down to the minors. <clears throat> so, you know, it's tough for a professional athlete, as you know, if, if you feel like you're in a certain situation and somebody says, you've got to go back to the minor leagues, that's a big blow to the ego. Well, I mean, you got to leave your, your ego at the door when you're trying to win a championship. You know, the White Sox have the ability, if they can stay healthy, if their pitching stays healthy, they got a chance to go deep and make a run for a title. So if you... Earlier on, where you were on a tear, okay, and then you went through a slump for a couple of months. You know, basically what they're saying is like, hey, look, you know, we've got to bring some other players up here to see if they can get going. We'll send you down to the minors to work on your swing, get your confidence back. And if you show us down there that you're back, then we'll bring you back up. That's all that is. But when you, you know, you're letting this get to you and impact the way you, uh, you approach the game, the way you think, then you're not going to you're not going to have any success because you're worrying about things you can't control. The only way you're going to get back is to show them that you are out of the slump and you're back to hitting and you're doing the things you're doing early that made you, you know, success. You know, I heard he was talking to Rondo. 
Oh, uh, here we go. This guy here. You know, speaking of which, so he's hitting 150 in his final 31 games, right? Yeah, he and, was terrible. And yeah. getting back to King's Point, I mean, to the NBA, Chris Middleton was sent down to the G League at one point. He, he played traded. for the Mad Ants. Yeah, Mad Ants. So, like you said, you know, his, his quote, he's, he said, it's over. I walk away from baseball for a while. God bless you. It's over. <laughs> yeah, but you know what, though? Some, somebody, whoever his agent is, you know, this is why social media is so bad for certain people. You know, because you, you feel like some of these people feel like they got to get out there and just pour their heart out and let everybody know, woe is me, feel sorry for yeah. me. First of all, you're a professional athlete. You make a lot of money. Even even if you're on the low end of the money making, you make more than, than most America. So you're not going to get that sympathy. Okay. Work on your craft. Get better. Find out why you're struggling. Focus in on that and help your team win a title. Get back and get ready for the playoff run. Use that time in the minor leagues to work on your swing, correct whatever needs to be corrected. And then when they see you batting 350 and hitting, you know, six, seven home runs and you got 30 RBIs in a month, they say, hey, look, he looks like he's back. His confidence is back. And they bring him up. But see, these kind of guys like him are looking at it as being a, you know, a, a slight on them. You know, it's looking like, oh, they don't have any confidence. It happens. In you know, it happens the all, the time. Time. all the time. All the time. Yeah. And every, in every level. It doesn't matter. NFL, the NBA, you know, it doesn't matter. It happens to everybody. I mean, so you just got to suck it up, man it up, and look in the mirror. That's the hardest thing for athletes to do is when they're struggling, they want to kind of blame everybody else. Mm -hmm. It's so-and-so's fault. It's so-and-so's fault. This, da, da. But at the end of the day, you got to look at that mirror and say, am I doing everything I'm doing? Look at my stats. I'm batting 150 the last 31 at-bats. Yeah, it's on me. It's not Tony LaRussa. Tony LaRussa's not out there swinging for you. You know, you're out there swinging that bat. You're 150 in your last 31 attempts. That's on you, bro. And the White Sox, we talked about the trade deadline and the possible repercussions for the Cubs. The White Sox are looking to add, maybe in the bullpen, maybe add one more bat, but they're going to get Eloy Jimenez and Luis Robert back, who are in rehab assignments right now. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be really kind of like adding two impact bats to your lineup for the stretch run. Yeah, yeah when you get everybody back healthy, <clears throat> I mean, that's, that's huge for the White Sox. And so you're, you're, they're getting healthy at the right time. You know, what if they go out there and make a trade and, and grab somebody from the Cubs? They might. <laughs> you know, they like a Rizzo, at the Cubs games. like a Rizzo or a Bryant that can play multiple positions, you know, outfield, infield. You know, wouldn't that be something? No, I'd be, yeah. That, that would be, boy, that, that would be sticking it right to the Cubs, basically. Like, you well, just, Cubs you, fans are still yeah. dying over that Quintana trade yeah. where they oh. got Eloy yeah. and uh, yeah. Dylan Cease. Yeah, you, you, you're giving up. Like I said, you know, I, I believe that, you know, they, you know, when Theo Epstein was here, the one thing I think people don't realize about Theo Epstein, you know, the Cubs uh, minor league system was in shambles before they got here, before that group got in here. You know, they had nobody because they got rid of all their talent and they, you know, they went and got Sorianos and all these people that, you know, these past their prime type players and they had no they had no minor league system and then they got it rebuilt and they, you got Rizzo coming in, Brian, all these guys coming in and you, they're homegrown talent. And they were brought up, and you won a World Series with them. Right? They're not, in my opinion, they're not. I mean, they're not that far off to to being good again. It's certain things they need. Spend the money the right way. How you going? I mean, seriously, like Rizzo, they can let Rizzo go. Like, well, just just to he's got a bad back. You know, really they started they started well. a new network. You know, and so they, you know, how's I mean, that going for? Them? <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, they didn't take the money from NBC. I mean, they could have taken. I don't know how much. Again, how's that going for him? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, I never really watched it. How's that? How's that channel? Not well. Not so. Not so. It's good. not doing well. 
I never watched. Yeah, honestly, I, honestly, I don't, I don't watch a lot of the. Cubs. Yeah, and now they're going for you know another five year rebuild. Yeah, now how's that going to work for their? Goodbye, network? America. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. They may be calling for us to broadcast their game. <laughs> Zoom. <laughs> hey, hey, give me hot sauce. Can you guys bring hey, us give out? Give me the hot sauce. Can yeah, fill a hole yeah, in we can program. Do that. Yeah. We'll put yeah. you on. We'll put yeah. you on our program. Hey, yeah. Although we've kind of torpedoed that before. Yeah. We yeah, 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 yeah. You can't talk shit about it. And try to come and try oh to get yeah, but we'd love to work for your yeah. network. Yeah, yeah. 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 We, 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 we killed you, yeah. but we want you to come back. Well, we didn't really mean we'll, it. we'll broadcast your games off of Zoom and give me the hot sauce we, studios. We have to reduce uh, the staff. We, I get it. <laughs> we got to get rid of a couple people, but hey, we'll do it. Whatever it takes. You got one more rifle shot? I do. The Summer Olympic Games begin in Tokyo. Ooh. You guys excited? No fans. They already began the, the uh, U.S. women's soccer team that had won lost. 44 straight games, lost to Sweden 3-0. Ooh. But, I mean, Stacy, <laughs> the thing that's great about the Olympics is the excitement with the fans and, and you know, the world coming together. Everyone's so paranoid, and, and understandably because of, of the COVID risk, but they, they've basically undercut the whole premise of the games, which is to bring the world together. Well, I tell you what, man, COVID has really, really just like just affected everything that everybody does. Now, I will say this now with the vaccinations out there, you know, people, whether you strongly are for it or against it, man, you, you need to get vaccinated. I mean, it's, uh, you it's, lost a friend. Yeah, week. I just lost a friend this weekend who, you know, who's I went to college with and been friends with for over 30 years. And, you know, we used to tell him because he travels a lot, you know, as a business owner. And, you know, we'd always tell them like, hey, you know, you know, get vaccinated, get vaccinated. You're always in the airport. You're yeah. always in these different places. And he didn't want to just no, nah, I don't believe in it. And, you know, the government's doing this or, you know, all these theories that right, they're reading right. online. And then he ends up getting COVID and he didn't even know he had it like for a week. He didn't even know he had it. And then the last day that he had it, he was having a hard time breathing. And then when he went in. Um, then he realized he got, it was that new that new one that he got out in California, yeah. Delta, the Delta, right. whatever that name is called out there. What is it called, Tim? Delta variant. Yeah, Delta variant, which they're now trying to make a booster um, for. Right. Yeah, there's going to be the J variant. I, I I'm not saying that uh, funny. It's uh, it's going to come out of uh, the, the Olympics. Will come out. Really? Well, sure. the thing they've already had what over 70 cases of confirmed. Yeah. See, and, that, and that's and that and that's why honestly like i i would not have even sent anyone over there if i was the united states seriously but but, but it does these NBA players going over there i, I and, and here's know. here's the dilemma with all this okay you know we're we're talking about how the season started you know and how this year's season is going to run into the see there if they're having an october start date that yeah. is going to be extremely tough on the players. Two extremely, months are starting again. It's like the extremely, bubble again. It's extremely tough because you went in December, which, you know, you started in December because of COVID, and you've got the 72 games in, and then, you know, your star players were missing a lot of games during that, and mm -hmm. there's nothing you can do about that. You know, when you go into COVID protocol, it is what it is, okay? But at the same time, when you looked at the playoffs, the most exciting time of the NBA season you know, you got your star players that are not healthy and, and ready to play. And so, you know, you're, you're missing LeBron and Anthony Davis and Jamal Murray and all these guys who are, are big time Kawhi Leonard. You know, of course, those weren't due to COVID. Those were actually muscular injuries and, and they just were banged up. Because but it's, the season's, but the overlapped, season's like overlapping. So when you when you look at now we got the Olympics, we're sending, you know, 12, 14 guys over to the Olympics. They're not going to get done till probably September. 
and then you got to turn around and start up another season in right. October and then try to get back on the regular schedule. It's crazy. I, I'm a big fan of starting into December and, and doing away with the early start in October because the fact that you're competing against college football and the NFL. And though if you start in December, which is the marquee games anyway, Christmas days are the marquee games. So, you know, what you could do in that sense is say, okay, we're going to start Christmas day. We'll have some preseason games in December, but you know, start of the season will be Christmas days. And then you have everybody play on Christmas and you have your marquee games on TV, whatever the Lakers or whoever, the marquee teams, Milwaukee, who obviously will be on there. Those teams would play in a, um, in a, on the, in the marquee games, the television games. And then the teams that are not winning, you know, the teams that didn't make the playoffs, those teams would have Christmas Day games for their fans as well. So, and you can accomplish a lot more and you don't have to rush because this year they had to rush a little bit because of the the Olympics. You know, they had to rush to kind of mm -hmm. put games together to try to give enough time between the end of the, the finals to the Olympics, which they really ran pretty close. If you, I mean, those guys just got off, you know, it was, who was it, uh, Booker, Middleton, Middleton and um, who's the, who the third guy? There's Drew a third. Holiday. Drew Holiday. And so they have to take a fight yeah, together. Fight. That's going to yeah. be a fun fight. Yeah, you know, you I can oh, see Devin Booker sitting yeah. in the back of the plane, yeah. not talking to the other two guys. <laughs> they, you know, it's like, he's, got his headphones on. Yeah. I don't want to talk to him. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's got his beats on and he can't hear you. You know, his yeah, yeah, noise canceling. But, but at the end of the day, as far as that goes with the Olympics, would you say it's uh, it hurts the support or the competition? Because I would say the competition stays the same. Athletes want to compete. You can answer that. As as yeah, I mean, it's different with no fans, though. Of course, I, I mean, yeah. listen, the players will even tell you, you know, being in the arenas with no fans was very difficult on everybody, even as even as a broadcaster, because, I, you know, myself, I can just speak for myself. I can't speak for every broadcaster. But for me, I love the energy of the crowd. Even yeah, though I yeah. got my headset on, the energy of the crowd gets me pumped up and gives me energy to do what I do. Mm -hmm. And so, and as a player, I've been in that situation as a player understanding, you know, when you're down 10 in the crowd, you hit a couple of buckets, the crowd gets back in the game. All of a sudden now your whole energy level comes up. So when there's nobody in the arena, you have to manufacture your own energy. You have to manufacture your own, you know, the, the, your energy to get yourself back in the game. That's very difficult to do. And you saw in the finals when you saw full, you know, full arenas like Phoenix Arena. You know, they had like, they've been letting people in the arenas for a long time. They, they had a lot of fans at there. I don't know how many was there. Oh, it was, so, it was a sellout, but they were saying, like, the, the noise level at uh, Pfizer Forum, it was unlike. They couldn't hear the whistles. The guys that I know that worked, they said never seen anything, never heard anything like it, how loud well, they, it was. They've never been to the, the old stadium or well, sure. the United <laughs> Center. Not, not the old stadium there. was something they else. They've never been there, what? brother. they never seen that kind yeah. of – well, you couldn't even – you could be standing next to somebody talking to them and yeah. you couldn't hear them. You'd be like – what? 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 <laughs> like, oh, is it, we're doing a single double. Da, da, da. You know, the guys are talking. It would be so loud in there. You literally could be standing in front of somebody talking to them and they could not hear you. So you almost had to get some sign language. Oh, you know, hit them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm telling you, though, but, you know, with this, the NFL's having this problem now. Like, you know, I, I saw where the Dallas Cowboys is a big thing where the Dallas Cowboys are not. Some of the guys are not taking the vaccinations. And then, you know, you see some of their players talking. A lot of people talking about how could you not do that, knowing that, you know, if you don't have this vaccination, the chance of you getting something and spreading to other people is very, very high. And so they're taking a lot of flack for it. And but the NFL said today that the teams may have to forfeit games if unvaccinated yeah. players cause yeah. a, you know, a spread within the team. And listen, like I said, there's a lot of propaganda you know, about the vaccinations and people not believing in it. I mean, you, you, that's why I tell people stay offline. 
stay off the internet because you got a lot of crackpots out there that are that making money off people and, and those both, same both ways. and yeah, some, yeah, some of those people who are who are telling you not to do it they got vaccinated we're finding out that some of these people <laughs> who, are, who are promoting not getting the vaccination got vaccinated and so they're telling people and people are listening to them don't get and vaccinated then, yeah don't get vaccinated yeah it's, it's, i mean it's sad it's because listen Think about with this new variant that's coming out here now. Like, you know, it's it's going to be way stronger than what we, the initial, you know, COVID came out. And there'll be so, one after that. And there's going to be another one after that. So it's like, man, like, like, I have to admit, like, getting the vaccination, I was, there was some, you know, I was skeptical at first. And, you know? and Tim tried to skip the line. Yeah, he tried to. Yeah. 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 yeah, I got yeah. a third shot. So yeah. A third yeah. shot? Yeah. So I got a booster on my booster. No, he did. He's lying. Yeah, because he brought me back through again. The king's like <laughs> that guy tried to cheat. Yes, I had to yes. go back. So, so hit like, my other just arm. Get stitches. Yeah. But, but I was, I was, I was kind of skeptical on the on the on the vaccination. But I will say this, America. Ever since I've gotten the vaccination, I we can still get COVID. Okay, yeah. but I like my chances when it says you're a ninety percent chance that you may not get it to zero chance that you will get it. You know what I'm saying? Or that you'll survive. That you'll survive. You yes. Yeah. And that, and that, and I feel so much more comfortable, honestly, and I still wear my mask. You just became more confident. You started yeah. to dance better. Oh, shit. I mean, <laughs> you started to dress better. I mean, everything changed. Well, but what I'm saying before I was really interrupted by the man who's just throwing himself in the, the protection. 30 years here. of abuse. 30 years of abuse. <laughs> what I'm saying is America is with the vaccination, I personally feel a lot safer walking around and doing things. I still wear my mask. I don't go out into like big, you know, venues. Like I had somebody invite me to go to the little deer thing, the little deer playground, wherever y'all call that. What is it called? <laughs> the deer district. district. The deer district. I had somebody say, I'll come up to the deer district. I was like, nah, man, that's just COVID screaming. Hell no. <laughs> it's, it's COVID like, COVID's like, come on up, come on up. <laughs> That's yeah. the deer variant. <laughs> come on up to the <laughs> come on up to the Deerville and catch it. Come on. And I'm like, nah, I can't do it, bro. Because I can't of that Giannis. That's too many people. <laughs> what? It's too, too many people up there. And that's too many people in one area. Like they're all elbow to elbow. That's just too many. That's too many people for me. But it looked great on TV, though. It looked it great fun. on TV. It looked and all, you know, the people out there. Hey, you gotta remember it's Milwaukee. They're drinking oh. enough sauce to make sure. Come that on now. Come wow. on now. Oh, wow. Be careful with that. <laughs> <laughs> virus was killed. Wow. Hey, as far as transmission, it was reduced by the alcohol consumption. Oh I'm pretty God. certain of that. There is a biological evidence. Yeah, follow to, the science. Back that up. The, the Tim okay. Kelly science. Yes, follow right the there. science, please. Oh, Just be goodness. safe out there, America. Be safe. You know, be when, safe. when we hear that kind of craziness from Tim Kelly, yeah. I think it's time to bring down the curtain uh, on episode 38. Yeah. We're going to take it on the download, but really. The whole show has been on the downhill. It's been really so, on this. It so started we, with Susan not yeah. being on time, Aww. and then walking, walking in with a Giannis shirt on, you know, spouting yeah. profanities yes. right off the walking bat, around yeah, and yeah. being on national television yeah. with a fanny pack and a dog stalking mom Giannis. stalking Giannis. Yeah. Wow, Giannis, like, who is this crazy lady out here? <laughs> I don't know you. Do, what are you doing with the fanny pack? Who dog mom? I haven't seen the fanny pack since 1976. What are you hiding? <laughs> yeah, we can rain on anybody's parade here on Getting oh, Odds Us. Yeah. Episode 38 is in the books. Thank you so much for Thank listening. Thank you, America. What, make sure to watch, listen, and subscribe on YouTube as well so you can see all the fun as uh, we ran out of music, but John's going to start it up again. <laughs> Way to go, Stinger! Yeah. Another Emmy Award is Mixing, in the books. Mixing DJ back there. Stacy, bring it home. I'm bringing it home, Americans. Remember, get your hot sauce at gimmethehotsauce.com. Get all the flavors. And remember, she'll like it too. Drive home safely. <laughs> <laughs>